I'm Kiana, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto Nature Now, brought to you by CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto and the Toronto Field Naturalists. The Toronto Field Naturalists are a volunteer-run, non-profit nature conservation organization, connecting people with nature and wildlife in the Toronto area. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Michael McTavish, who's here to talk about the biocontrol of garlic mustard. Michael is a postdoctoral research fellow working with the Smith Forest Health Lab at the University of Toronto. His ongoing research examines the implications of ecological novelty and invasion for restoration, the ecology of non-native earthworms, and biological control of weeds, including introduced phragmites and garlic mustard. Here's what Michael had to say. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. So we're going to talk about the biocontrol of garlic mustard. And my first question is, what is garlic mustard and why is it considered a problem in natural environments? So garlic mustard, which is also known by its scientific name, Aliaria pedialata, is a widespread non-native invasive herb. Uh, it's native to Europe, and it's thought to have been introduced to North America uh, sometime in the 1800s. As the name suggests, it's been used as a culinary plant and for medicinal purposes, so it was likely brought over to North America uh, intentionally in at least some cases. Uh, it's a biennial plant, which means that it requires two years to complete its life cycle. So it exists as a rosette of leaves in the first year and then bolts into a seed-producing plant in the second year. It's a very highly adaptable, weedy plant with many tricks up its sleeves that make it a very successful competitor. So it's able to form these large areas that are dominated by garlic mustard and very little else, which negatively impacts biodiversity and ecological function in those habitats. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of garlic mustard before, so it's really cool to learn about it now. Mm -hmm. You've almost certainly seen it, uh, sort of if spending time in, in southern Ontario. It's uh, all over the place. Probably. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and so how is garlic mustard traditionally managed and why are we looking for new options? So there are many conventional tools to help manage garlic mustard. Uh, these would include fairly typical options like herbicides, pulling, mowing, cutting, uh, prescribed fire and burning even. Um, and under the best circumstances, this kind of conventional management can be very effective. However, and unfortunately, garlic mustard is a really tough and prolific weed. Part of the problem is that it produces a very large bank of seeds that can live in the soil for years and still germinate and produce new plants. So management has to be consistently applied for five to ten years even to have a meaningful, long-lasting impact. As a result, controlling these really large populations especially can become practically or financially impossible. And so there's interest in adding new tools to augment the options that we already have. Great, thank you. And so what is biocontrol and how can it help manage invasive species like garlic mustard? Biocontrol is sort of what we like to think of as offering that additional tool in the toolbox. It's short for biological control and it involves using a living organism to control the population of typically a non-native invasive or weedy species. One of the reasons that invasive species can be so successful in their new habitats is that they have left, uh, they've often left certain natural enemies, so things like predators 
herbivores or pathogens behind, and that allows them to become more competitive in that new environment. So biocontrol is about reintroducing one of those natural enemies to restore ecological balance and apply pressure to the invasive species in the invaded range. That added pressure can help other flora, other plants better compete with the invader and can also be combined with other forms of control. So we're not talking about replacing other options, it's about supplementing them. When it gets going, biocontrol agents, because they're living organisms, can reproduce on their own and can follow the weed through space uh, and through time as well, which makes it highly cost-effective and efficient at large scales. Perhaps most importantly, uh, modern biocontrol is also designed to be highly host-specific, meaning that you're only selecting organisms that affect the target weed that you're trying to manage and nothing else. Years of research are typically spent uh, testing to ensure that a biocontrol agent is host-specific to a target and safe. Uh, and so an agent will only be permitted for release in a country if it passes this rigorous testing. Great. And so what is the new biocontrol option for garlic mustard? So the option for biocontrol uh, of biocontrol for garlic mustard specifically is a weevil called Pseudorhynchus scrobicolis. Uh, like garlic mustard, this weevil is native to Europe. Uh, and in that habitat, it would help keep populations of garlic mustard from growing out of control. The adult weevils will lay their eggs on garlic mustard rosettes in the fall, um, and those then hatch into larvae that burrow into the root crown of the plant. So that's the thick part of the plant where it meets the soil. The larvae feed on this tissue to fuel their development, and it's that feeding which can either kill or stunt the growth of garlic mustard before it can then mature and reproduce. The following spring, those larvae will then crawl into the soil to pupate, emerging soon after as adults to continue the life cycle. This is a program that has been in development for a while, since 1998. Um, once Pseudorhynchus scrobicolis was chosen as an agent, and it was deemed host-specific to garlic mustard, uh, a release petition was submitted and approved by the Canadian Food Inspection Agency in 2018. And that permit led to the beginning of the Ontario program that we're talking about today that's being led out of the University of Toronto and Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. Cool. Thank you. I like the idea of little garlic friends who are trying to get rid of them. Oh, friends for us, not for the garlic mustard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so what garlic mustard biocontrol work has been done so far and how are things going? So because this is the first program of its kind for this species, a lot of our early research work that's been going on from about 2018, 2019 to the present has really been focused on figuring out basic methods of how do we do this. Essentially, how do we rear, release, and monitor the insects in the, in the environment? Our ultimate goal here is to establish a network of weevil populations uh, across Ontario initially and then eventually beyond. Typically what happens is that we will receive weevils from our collaborators in Europe, so from its native range, and we use those to rear more weevils in the lab under safe conditions that we can then release into the field. Once we find a good spot for them with lots of good garlic mustard, we can release the weevils either by simply placing the adults directly onto the plant, we essentially just dump them out of a container, uh, or uh, we will transplant whole potted garlic mustard plants um, that have been infested with weevil eggs and larvae, and we, we transfer these into the ground outside. Using these methods, since 2018, we've released approximately 230 adult weevils and about 115 infested plants. And that's been across a network of eight sites in Ontario. 
that includes two new sites uh, that we did just this year, sort of near Guelph and Newmarket, and we're hoping to do a little bit more before this year's over as well. Once we've released at these sites, we return to those locations year after year for at least five years typically to monitor for weevil activity. So we wanna track how that population is hopefully growing and dispersing across the landscape and over time measuring the impact that it has, that it hopefully has on garlic mustard. The weevils themselves are difficult to see because they're quite small. They just look like little specks of dirt, but fortunately the adult weevils produce very characteristic sort of window pane like feeding marks on the leaves. Uh, so that's primarily what we look for to see if they're active in an area. It's still very early days of this program. These things take time and these populations take years to grow, but we've seen encouraging feeding damage at many of our release sites and we'll continue monitoring them over time. That's great. And so what will be happening for the garlic mustard biocontrol program going forward and what can we expect to see out in nature? As we get better at uh, rearing, releasing and monitoring the weevils, so all those core methods that we talked about, our plan going forward is essentially to scale up what we're doing. So scaling up the number of weevils that we can produce and introduce into a growing number of locations across the province. Eventually, we're hoping that these weevils will just become a common part of our forest ecosystems, a new part of the biodiversity that essentially level the playing field and help to keep garlic mustard populations in check. So essentially playing the same role and recreating the same ecological interaction that already exists back in the home range in Europe. Garlic mustard itself won't disappear, so biocontrol typically doesn't eradicate populations of a species, but the goal is to reduce its dominance, so there just won't be as much of it. Essentially turning it into just another plant in the forest community and allowing other biodiversity to re-emerge just because there is less dominant garlic mustard around. The important thing to remember with all of this is that these changes will take many years to develop. The biocontrol is very much about playing the long game. It's a long-term solution for a large-scale problem, and, and that's very much what something like garlic mustard is, a large-scale problem. We're still at the very early stages of this program, but it is off to a very encouraging start. And with no real shortage of garlic mustard out there, we're excited to keep working away at it. That's great. So that's all I really had to ask. Is there anything else you want to add? I think that's the main sort of thrust of it for now. Uh, we're hoping over time as uh, the weevils themselves start to spread and become more prolific, eventually it's, it's something that uh, people will uh, learn to expect to, to see in their, in their own backyard at some point as well. Great, thank you. So thank you so much for talking with me today and telling the listeners about biocontrol of garlic mustard. Thanks very much. Uh, pleased to be on the show. Thanks again to Dr. Michael McTavish for talking with me today. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Anyone out there who'd like to get involved with the Toronto Field Naturalists can visit their website at torontofieldnaturalists.org. Again, that's torontofieldnaturalists.org. Shout out to Paul Overy, the show coordinator, and once again, I'm Kiana for CJRU, and this has been Toronto Nature Now. Make sure to tune in next time 